Today is November 18th, 2006, and this is the Privacy Podcast. I'm Aaron Titus, podcasting sort of live from my closet. Email me with privacy questions or comments, privacy at aarontitus.net, and visit me online, aarontitus.net slash privacy. This is show number eight, the Education Department's Student Surveillance Program. Whenever I hear a shocking news story, I tend to take it with a grain of salt. After all, fear sells. So when I heard that the Department of Education was planning to maintain a detailed identity profile of every American college student, regardless of whether they have federal loans, I was skeptical. When the report said that the national database would permanently track every college student's race, social security number, date of birth, location, and gender, I was sure there must be a mistake. In fact, I simply could not believe that the Education Department would plan to collect mandatory profiles for every American college student, which would include grades, income, a list of every course ever taken or attempted, and make it available to Congress, the Justice Department, and Homeland Security to fight terrorism. Now, the main purpose of the database is to develop more accurate school rankings and allow Congress to hold colleges accountable for quality education. Anyway, to my astonishment, the report was correct. In late September 2006, Education Secretary Margaret Spellings announced that the Education Department would now begin a new national unit record database, as recommended by a 2005 committee report by the National Center for Education Statistics. The report is available at http colon slash slash ncesedgovernor slash pubs2005 slash 2005160a.pdf. Now, in case you missed it, I've included a link on my website, aarontitus.net slash privacy. If Ms. Spellings has her way, starting next year, every university student in the country will be forced to participate in the largest student surveillance program in the history of this country. Currently, each school is responsible for compiling and submitting institutional-level reports to Congress. In the past decade, Congress has complained that the information is not detailed enough to make nuanced policy decisions, control education costs, give parents correct information about the costs and benefits of education, or properly track whether each institution is doing a good job or not. But the benefits of a unit record system are slight, compared to the cost to an individual liberty. Under this plan, every college or university student will yield all rights to, quote, withhold or control personal information to the government. All students at public and private institutions, whether receiving government financial aid or not, will be forced to yield their most sensitive personal information to a National Education Department database. In most cases, students won't even know that it's happened. The Education Department Committee, which wrote the recommendation, ignores almost all other considerations, including concerns about privacy, as they assert the value of an accurate set of data is of paramount importance to policymakers. The committee justifies this sweeping incursion on individual liberty by asserting, without evidence, that, quote, all students benefit indirectly from student aid funds, which support all programs. And therefore, quote, tuition at these schools is probably lower than it otherwise would be. Or in other words, because my classmate gets government student loans, I am forced to yield the right to privacy to the United States government.
In order to protect privacy, the report recommends that each student should be identified by an anonymous identification number, in addition to their social security number. That strategy sounds strikingly similar to AOL's strategy of anonymizing 20 million search engine records in early August 2006. In an embarrassing gaffe, these records were released to the public for academic research. However, several national newspapers were able to identify and contact users based on the content of their searches. The entire database was snatched by bloggers and is now online at several websites, including www.aolsearchdatabase.com. Based on search strings, it's pretty easy to get a good profile of many users. For example, user 12330642 apparently lives in Solano County, California, has an interest in plants and cycling, and suffers from canker sores. He apparently didn't realize that his search for Bernard's Blaze's complete social security number would later be available to the world. User 1025909 seems to be a college-aged male who spends his time visiting George Washington University and Yale's websites, looking for a new home, and visiting hardcore porn sites. With a little more research, I could probably identify several of these individuals. True anonymization is functionally impossible as long as the database contains personal metadata, addresses, phone numbers, courses, and majors. In the right hands, the information, even absent the SSN, could be used to the detriment of students. And even if it were theoretically possible to truly anonymize the database, the government doesn't exactly have a squeaky clean reputation when it comes to privacy. In May of this year, the VA lost a laptop and an external hard drive containing the names, dates of birth, and social security numbers of over 26 million veterans. Reports have shown that every single federal agency has been subject to embarrassing and dangerous data breaches. The point is, the Education Department's student surveillance program will drastically roll back individual freedoms, all in the name of better college rankings. Now, it's true that future parents, students, and members of Congress may have more accurate college rankings, but then again, maybe not. Some specialty institutions, for example, argue that any attempt to do an apples-to-apples -apples comparison with apples and oranges will be fruitless. While nobody disputes that the current ranking system is broken and biased, this new unit record program is a cure that's worse than the disease. Once the government collects this information, it becomes property of the U.S. government. Searching the database will admittedly not require a warrant, and it will be very easy for Homeland Security to keep tabs on entire classes of individual students who may be deemed high risk to national security. And while I am admittedly worried about my own privacy, I'd be terrified if I were a chemistry or aviation major and my name was Muhammad. Well, thanks for listening. Before I go, here's this episode's privacy tip. If you're a student, double-check your university's policy on social security numbers. Over the last few years, the majority of universities have moved away from using the SSN as the student ID. However, before you think that the SSN is gone, take a good look at your transcript. Remember that the three necessary components for a criminal to commit identity theft are a person's name, date of birth, and social security number, all of which are contained on most universities' transcripts. Because the SSN is still the only widely accepted unique identifier, the American Association of Collegiate Registrars and Admissions Officers recommends using that number to identify students on transcripts. Most of the time, organizations requesting transcripts 
have a legitimate interest in knowing your social security number, but not all the time. For example, potential employers often request transcripts to verify GPA and course loads. While employers need your social security number to report income taxes, former future employers who never hired you in the first place often have no business with that information. There is no law forcing universities to place the SSN on the transcripts, but many refuse to remove it. Take a minute to find out what your university's policy is. I really appreciate listener feedback. Send email to privacy at erintitus.net or leave a note online, www.erintitus.net slash privacy. You can access this podcast at erintitus.net slash privacy, iTunes, or any major podcast directory. Music today is Alien by Jacques Grant on his album Rewired, available at podsafeaudio.com. Outlines for this or any other show are available upon request. Sort of live and sleep-deprived from my closet, I'm Aaron Titus.